Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and this is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus Christ. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Him alone. Not through legalism, not through works, but through His grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the eternal truth of God's Word. So. Whether you're a student, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, an entrepreneur, whether you're new to the walk of Christianity, or a veteran spiritual warrior, you are welcome here. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to 2022. We have been gone for a few weeks because, by golly, um, the, the holidays are a lot of work. I'm sure you all can attest to that. And also we're working on switching over from audio to both audio and video. In fact, this is the day we do that. We have not yet set up a, an official studio with our lighting and a lot of the other things we're hoping to have. But what I'm excited about is we are just taking the plunge into the YouTube world and we're getting the videos out there. In addition to that, I'm very excited about the interviews that are coming up. Our first one is going to be with Janice Liggins, and she's wonderful. I actually reference her during this podcast today, and she's wonderful. She's the author of Journey to Your Calling. We had a wonderful interview that does delve into the book a bit, but it's more of the bigger picture of God your life, your calling. And for quite some time, I've wanted to do this. And it just really pushed me into something I'm going to do early this year. And that is to define the difference between purpose, calling, and destiny. She does a lovely job of pulling apart the words purpose and calling and what that means as a Christian, what the Bible is talking about, and what people talk about when they say those terms. But then there's this third term that sort of lingers, and it's called destiny. And, and that can sound, if you want me to be really frank, a little new agey, a little, you know, astro chart, but that is not what God means for that word to mean. So we're going to really define those terms early this year and explain to you how to find those things. How do you know your purpose? How do you find your calling? And how do you live out your destiny? I think so many of us are still asking those questions or what we thought was our purpose, life and destiny, what fulfilled us has shifted and we're honoring the Lord by maybe taking care of someone or choosing to be a good parent or taking a step into something that's a little more challenging and we feel like things have shifted. Or maybe you've never known what in the world you want to do with your life and you feel like you're kind of fumbling around. Where do we even start? And we want to discuss that because it's just such an important question. But today the audio is going to sound a little distant. It's because I was doing the video portion and my mic was just a little bit further away than it usually is. You can still hear me. Everything is clear, but it is going to sound like it's a little bit farther away from the mic. So just be forewarned about that, but the quality isn't bad. It's just, it's just going to sound different. So with that, let's talk about seeking God in all we do. Today we really want to talk about seeking God and and basically how as a body of Christ we're to remain healthy together. So I want to go few a through through some scripture with you and I also want to just 
break off into a little bit of other conversation in and around this. So if you're listening on the podcast platform, uh, what this is basically going to be about is seeking God and why we would even do that. You know, so many people in in the church see salvation as the end all be all to knowing Jesus. And it is certainly the foundational reason we should spend the rest of eternity thanking him. He saved us from our sins. He pulled us out of the muck and the mire, and he has put us on a path of righteousness by knowing him personally. But after salvation, so much more happens. We are to seek God in all we do. In fact, Janice had a wonderful thing that she pointed out, and I'm going to paraphrase it. But when the scripture says that he will give us the desires of our heart, we in America often say, oh, he's like a genie. Make a wish, ask him for it. He'll give us the desires of our heart. But really what that scripture is saying is he will mold and shape the desires of what your heart is to have. So God is going to give us the desires our heart should have when we seek him. Now, in America, that can really throw us off because, holy cow, I have a lot of plans and dreams and ambitions, and I have this career, and I have these talents, and I don't really want God to change the path I've put myself on. But what we have to understand is His ways are so far above our ways, and we will never fill up our bucket. We will never be fulfilled without following out and what God has for us. And we will only know that by seeking him. So it just so happened when we were discussing different things about her book, it mirrored so much of what God, I feel like, has been showing me to talk on. And this is one of those, which is seeking God and what will happen when that happens. So a healthy church is characterized by a community of people fully submitted to the Lord, united together in his common purpose. The word gives us our purpose, but the Holy Spirit's revelation also gives us our purpose. We each have unique callings, but our purpose as a church is the same. So if we each have our own part to play, you know, one way of putting it is we each have unique way of executing the purpose of the church, right? The body of Christ, maybe you're a hand and someone else is a foot and someone else is an elbow and someone else is, is, is a vein. Those are different parts, but it makes up the same body. And we have to recognize that in and of ourselves and not just isolate ourselves to only feet because I'm a foot and only hands because I'm a hand. But in addition to that beautiful, wonderful thing that God made us to be in the body of Christ, even within that, there's a unique calling that each of us have. The problem is, is that our society through propaganda, through advertising, through emotional manipulation, through fear, through all sorts of different things, they're trying to sway our heart and, and, and basically invade our mind with things that are not of the Lord. So how do we break through that? Well, there's many ways to protect ourselves and guard ourselves, which God says to guard our heart, to, to guard our minds to protect ourselves from the things of this world. And this is like manipulation on steroids compared to the time of Jesus. And yet God still talked about that to guard ourselves. But in addition to guarding ourselves, again, we have to seek him out. So I wanna read a quote by Jack Carter. It says, God has a purpose for every human individual and we will never find fulfillment when we choose desires that are outside of that purpose. 
Forevermore, true fulfillment will come only in a life that is given to God so that his plan may be worked out through the faithful individual. Only then will true fulfillment be found. So what would the world look like if we were truly transformed following Jesus, asking him to be ever present in our lives, listening for his voice and actually obeying it? How would it look like if we were using the gifts that God gave us for his glory? Well, the Bible says we would have more joy, more happiness. There would be more people brought to him, more freedom, more confidence, more kindness. There would be more of all the fruits of the spirit. There would be no loneliness, no rejection. How would that look like? How would that change our society right now if the body of Christ walked in its purpose and in each individual calling? We would literally change the world as catalysts for him. But in our quest to find ourselves, people often become more me-focused rather than what God wants us to do, which is to become more him-focused. In addition, many of us have been told throughout our lives that who we are or what we do or how we find creative expression, that these are not okay, that they're wrong, that they're misunderstood or that they're even evil, depending on what it is. Now, there are some things that are selfish and there are some things that are evil and some things that are born of pride. But what if they're not? What if they're who you are and someone else your whole life has been telling you you are wrong, you are bad, you aren't supposed to do it that way? Again, maybe they're a hand and you're a foot and they keep telling you to be a hand and you're like, but I, I don't. this is who I am. How, again, do we pull apart habits and maybe influences maybe even negative words from other people, from who God created us to be. God wants us to embrace our unique design. but He doesn't want that design to be defined by what the world says we are to be, only what he says we are to be, again, through his word and through personal relationship with him. In Romans 12, 4 through 6, it says, he tells us, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. So it is with the body of Christ. We are many parts with one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. All right, so that's one level of what we're supposed to do to pull things apart. But it gets even more complicated because many of us have sought out fulfillment in other things. We've taken classes on everything from how to be a potter, to leadership, to any other life power lesson, to how to be a better this or not enough that, or how to everything. I mean, you can find a class on anything online and that's not necessarily bad. Information in and of itself isn't necessarily evil, but when you put so much information and you swirl so much of that together and you create this concoction of either distraction or confusion, sometimes it's really hard to sift back through all that and say, God, what do you want? I know all these tidbits of things, but what is it you want me to focus on? So basically, a lot of us have created this hodgepodge vision of ourselves. Okay, it may or may not be true. So How do we peel all that back and become more like God, more Christ-focused, and we really understand who it is he created us to be, who he alone designed us to be? Go to the creator, right? It happens through relationship. 
It happens through seeking him in all that we do. Seeking God creates true intimacy. It allows you to be formed by the very one who created you. And only God can sift through the ingredients that you've brought to the table and pull out what he wants you to make your life out of. Okay, again, the word of God is very clear on what a lot of those ingredients should be. But that uniqueness that's also mixed in there, that's also how he decorates the cake, so to speak, how it looks, how it's shaped, how it's formed, how it is appealing to certain groups of people. That is the uniqueness of God through you. But you will only know what is God and what is culture, what is God and what is you, what is your pride and ego and what you want to seek out versus what he is telling you to do by personal relationship and seeking him in everything, everything. He has an opinion on a lot of things. And I understand that if you're like me, you're like, but he doesn't tell me his opinion on everything. That's true. But if you open your ears and are not always talking at him, but really seek to hear his voice in time through either the Holy Spirit conviction, through maybe the uh, words from a friend, multiple friends all at once who are Christians, through different things, he's going to start showing you the areas that you are to focus on and where to go in those areas of life. And he's going to probably tell you to get rid of some stuff that maybe you're liking to identify with. And you have to be ready for that if you want to be a follower of Jesus. So when you seek God, you'll get a bounty of benefits. Well, the Bible says we get rest, life, strength, gladness, deliverance, wisdom, righteousness, satisfaction, and provision. In Proverbs 8.17, it says, I love those who love me and those who diligently seek me will find me. In Deuteronomy 4.29, it says, But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search for him in all of your heart and all of your soul. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. That's Luke 11, 9 through 10. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amos 5, 4 through 6 says, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, seek me that you may live. Psalm 22, 26 says the poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. Psalm 69, 32 says the humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live that seek God. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. 1 Chronicles 16, 10. In Psalm 145, 15 through 16, it says, The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Look, only Jesus satisfies. Only Jesus gives us contentment. Only Jesus fulfills our need. If we seek him in all we do, he alone will satisfy us. But I'm here to tell you right now that the more you seek him, the more he will ask of you the more he will pull apart that hodgepodge sort of maybe misunderstood or something we've allowed to identify as us. He's going to start pulling a lot of that off and he's going to say, no, this is not of me. That's of you. 
And some of it's going to be hard because our pride is wrapped into it. Our ego is wrapped into it. Sometimes our identity is wrapped into it. A lot of times it's painful to take some of that off because it's maybe how at some point in our life we guarded ourselves from more pain. And Jesus is saying, I want you to soften your heart. I want to melt away this hardness. I want this to go. Some of us have gone the other route. We know exactly who we are. We actually like who we are. But so many people have told us, this is wrong. This isn't okay. You're to this. You're not enough of this. And we have literally hardened our hearts to what God is calling us to do because it's it's so painful to endure the words of others. But Jesus is saying, guard your heart. Put on the helmet of salvation. Walk with me. I want you to be who I created you to be. Don't be afraid. And he is going to deflect that pain. And we, we should get, put that at the foot of the cross and seek him every day, just saying, God, I'm scared. This hurts. But I love who you made me to be. Help me be brave enough to be exactly who you created me to be today. So for some of us, we're living in ignorance or pride. But for others of us, we're living in fear or pain. And God wants to peel all of that off of us. But we have to spend time the foot of the cross. You know, somebody put it this way, and I thought it was so wise. And it's actually something God's been revealing to me as well. And it really stuck out to me how clear they made it. They said, the only thing God takes from you is your sin when you repent and come to him. Everything else we have to give to him. Think about that. We have to lay whatever it is at his feet in order to get rid of it. He is saying, lay your burdens down, put that down, give that to me. It is our choice each and every time, each and every time, which means we have a lot of work to do. We have to be willing to go through our house with him and him clean out the cupboards, sweep behind the couch, get into those closets and get rid of all the junk that we've invited into our lives that isn't of him. I was reading an article from desiringgod.org and it was a wonderful article about how only Christ can truly satisfy us. And it said, only Jesus satisfies our discontent, loneliness, and sadness. Only he fulfills our search for importance and acceptance. Although the body should reflect Christ and love and accept us as well, Jesus will never reject us. The Bible is full of promises that give us satisfaction for our discontent through Jesus Christ. In John 6:35, it says that Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. In Psalm 107:9, he says, For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Psalm 22:26 says, the afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forever. God wants to fill our heart with his desires. And he wants to give us those desires He wants to replace the desires of our heart that might be self-seeking or 
may be guarding ourselves from stepping into the fullness of God and replace those with his desires. We have to be willing to seek him. We have to be willing to invite him in. And that takes relationship. It takes time. God isn't a buddy that we can sit on the couch with and never really talk to and stare at our phones together. That's not relationship with Jesus. He needs us. He died on the cross for us. He sacrificed his entire life for us. To think we aren't going to have to sacrifice to have a relationship with him so that we can know the desires of his hearts and have them placed in our heart is foolishness. But I want to encourage you. His burden is easy. He, following Jesus, does bring friction, tribulation, and he promises that we will face hardship. But it says his burden is light. We should feel joyful and carefree and fulfilled. It's not that we're not going to have obstacles, but we are going to have fulfillment and joy and live in the promise that God is with us. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a personal relationship with Jesus? Who doesn't want the Holy Spirit speaking into their lives, revealing things in the Word of God, revealing things through friends, and just living in that very alive third dimension with Jesus? I've said this before, but so many of us live in two dimensions, and God is calling us to a third dimension, which is inviting the spirit realm. And again, I've referenced this before, but the conversation I have with Janice that I want you to listen to is so wonderful. She does such an amazing job of pulling apart the definitions of purpose and calling. They are two different things. The purpose of the body of Christ is what so many people are actually doing, and that's wonderful. What if you want to go beyond that and live in your unique calling? Ladies, 2022 is already off to a pretty bumpy start, but I have such hope that this year is going to be a year of revelation. It's going to be a year of digging even deeper into the relationship we have with the Lord. And by digging deeper and inviting him, your burdens are going to get lighter You're not going to stay up late worrying about things. You're not going to have anxiety and depression. You're going to feel feel so much better because of what God is filling your heart with. I want to say one more thing before we sign off. This is a community of people who wrestle through truth together. We are not going to avoid seeking truth just because it's uncomfortable. We are not going to paint a false picture of what this walk with Jesus is, but we are also not going to tell you it's easy, it's quick, doesn't take a lot of effort, and you can basically be a total sinner and still live righteously for God. That, those two things don't mix. But I do want to say this. You are welcome. You are seen. You are loved and you are accepted. And even if we don't see eye to eye on everything, if we are all seeking Christ together, if as a common body, we are looking past our differences to Jesus's face, we are still walking this life side by side. So thank you for joining us in this new community, this video community. Get ready for interviews, book club, different things we hope to expand this year. But most of all, get ready to learn more about Jesus Christ and be encouraged in your walk with him as he is calling you to be brave, to tell people about him, 
to actually listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and to do anything that he asks of you. We are cheering you on and we are here to support, love, and equip you. Thank you so much. And ladies, that was our first hybrid, I guess, dual video audio recording. So if you want to go to the YouTube channel, channel, Smart Christian Female, these are going to be on there starting next week, next week, next week. But we will have this video, we will have the interview with Janice. In the audio portion, we're going to have Janice's interview in two parts because it was a longer interview. It was so good and saturated. I want you to spend more time listening to all of each of those and just the wisdom we can all glean. But if you want to join us on YouTube, thank you. And know that I will not have the tinny distant audio <laughs> this next week. That was something that when I was when I was editing the audio uh, on the video, it looked great. And then when I pulled it over into what we usually do, I noticed that the sound quality did sound distant. So we that will be remedied. No worries there. And then as time evolves, uh, hopefully by mid-January, I mean, I apologize, mid-February, we'll have a studio. And you can see my face. And if you don't want to see my face, that's okay. I totally understand. Ladies, have a wonderful week. Let's pray together. God, thank you for this time of learning to seek you. Thank you for this encouragement, this community. Help us to just learn who each other are and encourage each other with deep conversations, scripture, word, and even asking questions that are hard to tackle in this time in history. God, we know you've never left us. You have never forsaken us. No matter what we're going through, God, we ask that we leave, we have the bravery to leave our burdens at the foot of the cross and that we leave them for you there and we refuse to let fear dominate our lives. God, we thank you for health. We praise you for uh, honoring you by the choices we make. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies, see you next time. 